What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. up everyone welcome back to the healthy charleston podcast so the secret is out rachel DiGiacomo is our newest addition to the made to move team she is a pt and we are incredibly excited and honored to have her today's episode is with rachel all about rachel all about her experiences why she chose to become a pt her favorite workouts in the gym and all that When she isn't changing lives at our newest location in Sacred Pine, you can find Rachel eating pizza, back squatting 300 pounds, hanging out with her amazing roommate, or taking a nap. Rachel has experience on all sides of the spectrum when it comes to physical therapy, and we're really excited for everyone to get to know her. As always, thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Today we have an extra special guest. I'm super excited about this one. We have Rachel DiGiorno, <laughs> Rachel DiGiacomo, the newest addition to the Made to Move team. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. <laughs> so in what world would you want to hang out with Made to Move all day? This world. Why did you do this to yourself? Wow, we're really just diving right in, aren't we? Oh, gosh. Tell me um, a story. <laughs> Paint me a picture. Yeah. Okay, well... Um, it was 1979. No, it was like two months ago. Okay. And okay. working at a place I will not name specifically. <clears throat> um, and just, I like, could not treat the way that I wanted to treat. Just felt very underappreciated, had no support, was constantly asked to do, like, more and more people's jobs, and it just got to the point where I couldn't do my job, and I kind of knew all of the, I guess, restrictions or hoops you have to jump through, like, at an insurance-based clinic, but I was like, well, maybe you can kind of, like, beat them at their own game. I was like, you know, like, I just kind of had to see it. Um, it don't wait it, almost. T- tried to be, yeah. but I was exposed. <laughs> and it just got to the point where it's like, either I'm going to literally, like, hate my life, or I'm just going to give up. And I was like, I'm not good with either of those options. Like, give up in the sense of, like, just sell out and be like, all right, you can do E-STEM for 30 minutes. Like, just to keep myself sane. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not okay with either of those. Um, And then got a little text (laughs) from Annie Manani. Annie. Who's that? (laughs) Yeah. And I came over here, hung out with everybody, and it was just so refreshing. And it felt like actually, like, what I want to do with my life, pretty much. Wow. So it's been a big uh, couple months for you. Yeah. Yep. So you are a physical therapist, right? We yes. don't think we really addressed that. All right. So tell me a little bit about like your history 
And like your experience with physical activity in yeah. general and, and sports, like how did you come to like love moving? Okay. Well, I grew up on Edison Island, always liked to play outside. I remember when I was little, I was like, why don't adults play outside? I was like, I'm never going to not play outside. And I'm like, dang, I don't really play outside anymore. <laughs> I wonder like at what age that like switches. I know. It's probably middle school. Right. All the just, pressure. You just anyway. like, think you're too cool. All the pressure. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, still love being outside. Uh, and it's just so fun and you just feel good and... My parents, like, before we moved to Edisto, they owned a gym, and that ended up not working out. But they still had all the equipment, so I was always, like, lifting weights, like, growing up, which was so fun. Really? Yeah. Well, that's why you're so strong. Well, you started at, like, four. <laughs> no, maybe, like, a seventh grade. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that they owned a gym. I just yeah. thought they, like, had a lot of equipment. Yeah, they used to own a gym. Huh. Anyway. Um, so, always liked that, and then, like, middle school, started, like, playing, like, organized sports, Love that, and then got really, like, mostly into soccer. Played, like, high school soccer here in Charleston, and then club soccer. And that was just, like, my favorite part of the day. Like, the team aspect, being outside, running around, having fun. And then you just, like, feel good. You're, like, nothing else really matters when you're out there, you know? So that was definitely my favorite part. Um, And then had an injury my junior year, so that was when I first was exposed to physical therapy. Um... Looking back, I think it could have gone a lot better, Um, and I think that's something that I want to help people with, like, especially, really any age, but especially, like, middle school, high school athletes that really don't know, like, their limits, there's a lot of pressure from them, from their coach, from their parents, like, I feel like they just really need an advocate and somebody who's going to be like, hey, you know, say you sit out two more weeks and really get ready then versus okay maybe it happens again you're out the rest of the season like just I feel like if I had had that it would have been really valuable but you didn't have like any direction no and I don't know if I was just a terrible patient there's definitely no it's not like you zone (laughs) out regularly never wait what are we talking about oh my gosh um so yeah it's hard to say um but I think that's kind of the point though it's like you need more guidance like those people if you don't tell them hey, I'm going to talk to your coach, we're going to figure this out, they're just going to go like, I think I'm done? I think I'm good? Yeah. Like, and that's just an uncomfortable position because you feel like, well, I feel bad that I got hurt, and I feel bad that I'm not playing, so I feel like I should go. Like, it's just... And like, other people want me to play, and, like, I think I should yeah. be playing. Like, I want to help my team out, but yeah. then you end up maybe making the problem worse. Right. So I think that's something that Made to Move has a really unique and powerful ability to really help people through that whole process and like I couldn't do that at my other job like it was it would have to be like on my own time no support like it was just it wasn't part of what they valued um so I really think that's a really cool thing that we can do here now what do you think were like the biggest barriers to why you couldn't do why you couldn't treat the way that you wanted to treat um I think probably the biggest one would be time like you're so focused and really only your performance is only evaluated on like your productivity so like if you say you're there eight hours you know and you have an abundance of patience you're like I don't care what you say about oh you'll get more efficient as you go like there's something to be said for just straight quality like I want to do a good job I don't want to do the most of a job. Like, I yeah. want to do it well. Like, multitasking isn't really what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you have two patients, and, like, you just can't... They've got questions. Someone else is coming in. Like, it's not... 
I'm not saying people in these jobs are terrible or bad or anything like that. It's just the constraints that you're under, you're either going to burn out so fast or you're going to have to sacrifice quality. Like, at least for me, like maybe that's just me, but that's how I felt. And I just didn't, I wasn't okay with that because I didn't like either option. Well, and it was like you, like you just started, you know, and like so many PTs, like I feel like all we talk about in our profession is burnout, like PT burnout. And that's like a few years in, which is still pretty bad. But for you, it was like six, seven, eight months. Like the fact that like, I think as PTs, we preach like quality of life. Like Mm -hmm. we want our patients to have a higher quality of life, but then your quality of life was like suffering because of what your demands were at work. Like it just it doesn't fit. It it's right. We're not there's practicing like, what we preach. There's discord there, and I think it's. I don't want to sound negative, but it might have to get pretty bad for things to change because it's just like in this awful cycle of like maybe we're not able to or we're not doing as good of a job, so then we're getting reimbursed less, and then because of that we have to see more patients, which decreases mm-hmm. quality, which decreases payment, and like at some point it's going to reach a point where either. Like, something's going to have to change or else it's going to get so watered down that it's just not even doing anything positive. It already is watered down. Yeah. And and like, so... There's so many discussions that's like, like, why are they reimbursing us less? Like, why do we have the highest debt-to-income ratio? Like, why do we have the highest burnout? And like you said, like, it's a cycle. And I, I don't know at what point it's going to end. Like, yeah. are they going to have to cut PT as a profession that's even reimbursed by insurance right. for it to end? But yeah. Then the debate against that is, like, are you doing anything that should be reimbursed? Like, are you doing things that are actually valuable? But when you end up having three patients at a time, you're really put in a place where you can't do anything Mm -hmm. that's valuable. And then that person has to come back three times a week. So Mm -hmm. then the insurance company is, you know, it's more money and it's just, I don't, I feel like, you reached a breaking point, obviously, right? Like, we all reached a breaking point, and that's why we're in this practice. But, like, I'm wondering when everyone else is going to reach that point of, like, just take yeah. insurance, like, take the middleman out of it. For sure. And I think, I mean, part of it, I think, for me, was, like, knowing that I had another option definitely probably sped up the process. Yeah. And just a lot of other things. But I'm very thankful, you know, to have this opportunity. Um but I think sometimes when people don't feel like there is another option, you can kind of hold out, you know? It's then, like either A or B. Yeah. If you don't realize there's a C, like yeah. you're going to choose either A or B. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, like you're either going to go crazy or just give up and like sell yeah. out. And like to keep your job, you're going to sell out. Like yeah, you're just right. To do what they want you to do and yeah. then try to block it out like mentally yeah. almost. Because it, like, came to the point which is, this is, like, bad to say, but it's true, where I was, like, honestly, if I saw one of my patients or something, I mean, there were some people that, like, it happened to work out where, like, I was always one-on-one, but, like, that was more of a fluke, and I just wouldn't want to have somebody gamble and, like, that occasionally work out. Like, sometimes we were able to do that, but, like, for some of these patients, I'm, like, if I saw them in the grocery store, they're, like, oh, that's my PT, I don't know if I would feel proud. Like, I, you know, I don't know how I would feel. And, like, if, if, like, my mom needed PT, I would not have told her to come where I work. And, like, what does that say if, like, the thing that we've worked so long for, studied so hard for, like, this should be, like, okay, now I finally get to do what I want to do. 
And then we're like, ah, but don't come see me because you might be with someone else. You might be my third patient that hour. You might be blah, 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 blah. It's just like, what am, why? Like, no. Yeah. Like not being proud of like what you worked so hard to do. Exactly. What people have seen you work so hard and like helped you work so hard to get to this point. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well. Yeah. When it comes down to logistics and that's. Like, I don't want someone to be like, all right, spin this wheel. You might get a great hour. You might get half or a third of my attention. Let's see what you get today. Oh, you get none of it. Yeah, and I just felt so uncomfortable with that. And I don't know. Like, I think, like we talk about all the time, like, change what you can change, control what you can control. And I felt like the things that I didn't like were outside of my control. So I was like, well, then I have to make a big change, you know? Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's rip it. <laughs> Would you say the pain of staying the same was more than the pain of change? Yes. The okay. pain of change was less. Was less, than yeah. Than staying the same, for sure. I mean, it takes time. You know, it got to a point where it was actually kind of funny because I had, like, prayed about it. I was like, please, like, help me see what I should do. Like, oh, God. And then make it, it very so clear. clear. And then it was crystal, like, pixel by pixel clear. And I was like, oh, ooh, I should have, you know, made it. Why did I ask for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it got... It got worse exponentially. Yes. Which, in a sense, it's not good that that's the case, but it's good that I see it. Like, it's good now that I'm, like, very confident that what we're doing is the best thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, I don't have any reservations telling somebody, like, this is an investment in your health. This is worth it. Like, don't go someplace where you you might get okay care. Like, no. Yeah. Don't, don't spin the wheel. Like... Just come on, like, let's just do it, like, yeah. And I think you have now, like, a very unique and valuable perspective to a lot of patients who might be considering, like, insurance versus Mm -hmm. direct pay because you have not only, like, experienced it as a patient, but you've seen both sides, like, as a PT, like, behind the scenes. Yeah, for sure. So you know how you can help people better Mm -hmm. in, in this realm. Definitely. So... You said you had an injury, right? What injury did you have? Oh, broken collarbone. It's the most commonly broken bone, a little known fact. Really? Yeah. I Google it all the time because I question that, but... You, you still Google it? Yeah. Like, I should Google it this morning, but I didn't know. It definitely is, but no I one believes it when I say it. Anyway. <laughs> I just didn't... I felt like it would be like a, like a foosh injury or yeah, something. Yeah, but anyway. So, that happened, and... So you were a goalie? Yes. Right? Um... And I you know went to PT, like we said, and I just didn't, I don't know if I just stopped going or I don't think it was clear. Like I wasn't clear on the expectations or the, basically the process of getting back to a sport and like getting to where you can tolerate the demands of everyday life versus playing soccer are like two very different things. Um, and I feel like there's such a big gap a lot of the time and it, perhaps that's insurance, you know, cause it's like, all right, well, you're good. And then you're like, am I good? And then you go out there and you're ready for the season and then you break your collarbone again. Oh, and you're no. like, no, no, it's just bruised. Like, I'll be okay. <laughs> but, you know, you kind of... And I think I learned a lot from that and ultimately, hopefully, I can help people avoid that if possible because, you know, it sucks. But I think a lot of... You know, we're learning more and more just like, you know... Mental health and health are really the same thing. Like, it's all just you as a person. So, like, throughout that time, like, if there had been maybe a resource that was like, okay, well, you can still 
ride the bike and do these other exercises and I mean technically I could have been doing like any leg thing or like yeah. whatever. You could have started your back squat journey then. Oh my gosh. You might imagine, imagine where I'd be. <laughs> no but it's just, it, it's like it means so much to that person when they're going through it to be like okay this is what I can do versus like I'm useless like I can't do anything like I'm struggling like it's such yes. a big part of it is how you feel about yourself and like when you're if you're hurt and you're like I can't play. I can't help my team. I have to sit here. It's depressing, you know? And I think if you can be that person for someone who's like, it sucks, like I get it, but this is what you can do and this is what we're going to do, I think is so valuable. And I think, like, on that note, a lot of, like, what we, like, learn in PT school and then also kind of what, like, I saw differently through, like, a lot of mentors. It's, like, what you learn is to tell people, like, all the all their impairments, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, this manual muscle test was weak or, like, mm-hmm. this range of motion or, like, your scapula moved with this one. And it's, like, the patient ends. They come in with shoulder pain and they end with, like, a list of things that's wrong mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. But, like, what is, like, what is that doing for them? Right. Then they're even more afraid of, like, yeah. physical activity and moving in general. And I feel like... Like you said, like telling people what they can do and like what they do have in their corner, like what mm-hmm. the things that they can control. Cause right. like if you can't control it, you can't change it. It's just toxic. Like right. what's the point? Yeah. It's just going to exhaust you and frustrate you. And but then you're going to quit your job. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. But I think kind of like Dana and I were talking about this other day, how like, and I do think this is true. Like sometimes we have like shame associated with pain or injury because we're like, I should know better. I should be stronger than this. I should be like some, I don't know where we get it, but we think we should be like infallible. Like we, we should be able to handle this. And like life's really hard. Like it's going to be hard. Like that's not really the question. And like, I feel like if we could be more comfortable with admitting that we're struggling or need help. And I think that's kind of like you said the other day, um, people that come in here already are kind of saying like, I want your help. Like I value your expertise, so we don't really need to hammer them with, your abduction sucks, like, (laughs) Your abduction resisted by my hand sucks. (laughs) It's like, at some point, it's hard to talk about goals that you haven't met or things you're struggling with, and I think just being someone that listens and it's like, okay, like, I hear all of that, like, it's very real and very valid, here's what we're going to do, here's what we can change, like, I think that's the biggest thing, like... Like you said, spinning it in a positive way. Of, like, instead of, like, looking at weakness as weakness, like, looking at weakness as a, an area to improve. Mm-hmm. Like, dealing with pain is hard enough, but when someone is just, like, there's something where they're like, dang, this feel, feels really weak, I'm almost, mm-hmm. like, good, mm-hmm. because we can improve that. Like, I know that we can improve mm-hmm. that. And like you said, like, with pain, it's almost like we feel like we are doing something wrong when we're in mm-hmm. pain. And we feel like we're alone in it because you can't feel the pain that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm complaining to you or I feel like I just can't get through it. And it like, you feel isolated, Mm -hmm. but then you realize that you are not the only person. Like every single person experiences pain. And I think, you know, in like the real, the realest sense, like a grief, a group of people that like Mm -hmm. sit down together and like talk about the loss of like a family member or a loved one. Like because you felt so alone, Mm -hmm. that can be so helpful to like just talk with other people about their experiences and about how you're not alone and how they got past it or like how they're working through it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, it also doesn't have to be like 
oh, you have to be out of pain to, like, do X, Y, and Z. It's almost like, okay, well, you're dealing with this. Like, what can you do around it right now? Because living a pain-free life, like, isn't realistic because Mm -hmm. it's a... It's a protective part of our body. Like, it's part of it. Um, But I think the whole, like, people feeling the shame part of it, I think that's something that, like, people don't really address. Because people come in here and they feel like they did something wrong. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what do I do now? Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I think words are really powerful. And kind of like we talked about the other day how, like, I feel like if there's something that I'm really, like, scared or worried or fearful about, like, I don't really want to voice it but as soon as you like at least have somebody that you can even if like you're just venting like a lot of times like do you want a solution or do you want me to listen like sometimes we just need somebody to listen so even just someone listening and not running out the door and calling 911 like we got psycho like you know just someone hearing you and be like okay like I see where you're coming from like I understand like I understand what you're saying you're like okay, I'm not yeah. spiraling out of control. You know, like, sometimes you just need that, like, like sounding board. Yeah. yeah. Or just, to, like, someone to be like, oh, that does suck. Like, that yeah. is very frustrating. Yeah. Instead of someone that tries to, like, fix it all immediately. Right. Like, when you're you're just like, I just want to vent. I don't want you yeah. to tell me what to right. do. Like, I just want to vent. And it's better to vent than bottle in and then explode. Because, like, that's probably... What are we talking about now? <laughs> relationships or PT (laughs) it's all the same baby (laughs) oh man um but yeah I mean it's it's all like sounds like cliche but like learning about yourself and what you need and to be your like most available and helpful self for like what you feel like called to do because I think I don't know I feel like people are more and more comfortable with like self-care and I think that's so important and it it's not selfish like taking care of yourself is not selfish if I don't get the sleep I need and eat when I need to eat and whatever I suck. Like, I'm not going to be able to help you. I'm not going to do my job. (laughs) Elephant in the room. No. Um, So I think that doing what what you need to do, like taking care of your ish so that you can be available to people and do what you feel called to do, like that is your like primary responsibility. Like if you come into work Monday morning feeling so bad about yourself, haven't eaten, haven't slept, you're not going to, like I wouldn't, I can't do a good job. No. Like we are meant to rest for like a multiple, like multitude of reasons. Like you can't, pour yourself out for others, which I feel like is a huge part of our job Mm -hmm. is like being on being everything for that person because we see five to eight patients a day, but they see one PT Mm -hmm. and to be able to give them like your, all of your attention, all of your, like your knowledge and all of your, like everything, like it's a lot. And if you come in and you're, you're drained and you Mm -hmm. haven't like filled up your cup, then you're ultimately, like, not going to be able to do the job that you want. And Mm -hmm. I I also feel like that's a part of, like, the standard that we've set for ourselves. Because you can go through the motions, like, I'm sure. And also, like, at this point, we haven't, you know, we're still new grads. Mm -hmm. And so we feel like it it does take a lot more energy. But I I don't envision a world where it doesn't take a lot of energy because then I feel like I'm not doing the job and the standard that I want. Yeah, and I think you do that because that's what you no people deserve like it's not I mean yeah it's like we want to do a good job so we feel good about it but I think it's ultimately because we believe that people deserve that and it's not really about us you know as much what do you feel like like what was your journey that led you to PT um so we talked about the injury and then that at least like okay PT is a thing yeah exactly and, yeah and then 
um, went to USC and I was like, I don't know what I want to major in. And then I was like, I've always liked science and I like to exercise. So exercise science, two <laughs> words know, that right? I like. Oh, okay. It cool. sounds cool. Maybe I'll be cool <laughs> if I do this. So I did that. It was, you know, pretty cool. Did you um, go in with that major? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't sure. And okay. then I worked at the gym at USC. I just like really liked that environment. It's just like you get to know people really well when you see them like day to day. And I was like, okay, well, I want to do something kind of under the umbrella of healthcare. Um, and I want to like build relationships with people. And so I felt like PT was a, a unique way that I could really like get to know people and I could move around <laughs> during the day. Perfect. You don't have to be at a desk. All yeah. Day. And so I was like, all right, I get to move around, be like in a gym. Well, now I can be. Um, and just like get to know people. And I was like, that's like my favorite part of the day so why not make that my whole day you know (laughs) yes so then you you went you went to usc graduated from usc with your exercise science yes and then what happened after that um got into pt school at usc this strange girl oh my god dm'd me on facebook and she's like hi do you need a roommate me yes No, you DM'd me on Facebook. Or maybe you texted me. I don't know. I know I have. I think you DM'd me. Whatever. Anyway, so that was great. And then just was like lifting weights, running, all that good stuff. Um, And then Hannah was like, hey, like, I have a new CrossFit. I know she left like for an hour, but she was always so sweaty. And I was like, she needs a lot. I was like, I need to do what she does. Because it is efficient. (laughs) Come back so sweaty. Yeah, I was like, dang, whatever she's doing is like getting it. Oh my god, you don't um, know what I was doing for that hour. I had a separate door. Yeah. <laughs> separate life. It was burning calories, that's all I know. Oh my god. A lot of thrusters. Anyway. Stop it. Um so yeah, then we tried out um started Rhapsody and that was great. Learned a lot of different motions that I didn't know had names. <laughs> I didn't know these motions were available <laughs> yeah. to me. Um still definitely learning, but that kind of brought back in the team community aspect that I always loved with soccer so I was immediately just drawn to that community that energy which I think is so important to have just in life and if you can combine that with something that's good for you versus something that's bad for you like let's do it yeah so I love that and now I think I always like like playing goalie you're obviously doing a very different practice a very different role in games and I was like, man, everyone else can run so fast and their legs are so small. Like, I want to be like that. Like, that's how I felt in high school. And, like, I'm, like, I'm just not going to have small legs. Which now I'm like, that's great. Like, they're strong. That's all that I care about. They do what I want them to do. And that's the biggest thing. But I remember, like, then I was like, oh, man, I just want to be, like, as fast as them, as, like, skinny legs as them, blah, 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 blah. And then now I'm like, no, bump that. Like, I want to have strong legs. I want to be good at what I want to do. And I feel like CrossFit introduced an atmosphere where it was like, no one's going to be amazing at everything. But if, when you have those things that you do well or, like, you put work in, like, you get better. And people see that. And regardless if it's double unders, back squat, whatever it is, like, when you work at it, you get better. LOL. Can't avoid it. I know. Um, like, those are the things that you chose. <laughs> right. Um, two ends of the spectrum. But you get better at it and people, like, see the effort. I think that's, like, something that I really just, like, want to be a person who, like, applauds effort. Like, Yes, okay, most of the time, consistent effort will lead to improvement outcomes, like, 100%. But, like, every day, like, you can give good effort. So, I think that was what I saw, like, in the gym. Like, people, if you're working hard, like, people see that and they respect that. So, I feel like that, I just love the atmosphere. And they all, it's like, 
is the word. It's like people want to be around you. Like, yeah, for um, sure. It's not attractive. What is the word? Well, I'm pretty sure it's attractive. No, what is the word? I feel like you know the word. Synergy, I mean. no. What? No, it's like uh, it's like a pulling, like they're drawn to you. Oh, that's what you're saying? I think. Maybe that was what I was Yeah, regardless, for. yes. Because it's like an atmosphere Magnetic. where everyone is trying to get better and be their, like, mm-hmm. be better than they were the day before, like, be their best selves and, like, mm-hmm. working towards goals. And it's like, I'm working towards this, you're working towards that. Like, how can we, like, help each other? How can we get sure. together? Yeah, and it matters less about, like, say I'm going for 65 pounds, you're going for 85 pounds. When I get it or you get it, it's the same win. Like, and that's what I love, like, a team atmosphere. It's like, if you win, I win. Like, yeah. And I think I do my best work and respond the best when I feel like part of a good team. Which I really oh like team made to move. <laughs> I think that's a good point of like we your successes don't take away from mine. Right. But like our successes all drive us forward. Exactly. Like it's the it's the energy of it that like we're here because we want a lot from life and we want a lot from our bodies and I think that should be celebrated because the alternative is like kind of that same idea of just like giving up. Just being okay with what is. And, like, I think that that's not always okay. At least to me. Like, there are things that I want to do better. Things that I want to be better at. Like, thing for reasons. Because I'm like, I want to feel that I can do these things. And I think working out has helped me a lot feeling like I can do hard things. Like, when you're going for a weight that you're like, I've never done this before. And the weight before this was pretty freaking hard. Like, this is probably going to be even harder. But then it's like, no, like, I'm here because I can do hard things. And, like, that's life. Like, sometimes you're going to walk into a new place to meet people that you don't know. And you're like, are they going to like me? Did I wear the right clothes? Like, did I brush my teeth? Like, Do whatever. <laughs> do I have a mask? Like, whatever. Oh, man. Um, and then you're like, no, like, I can do hard things. And I feel like that's so important. And we talk about that, like, self-efficacy. And I think working out can be a very tangible way to build that. I think I like, I love that. Like I can do hard things because I saw, you know, on Instagram the other day, (laughs) someone posted, you know, one of those like swipe posts. And it was like, instead of being like, this isn't hard, you should be able to do it. Phrase it as Mm -hmm. this is hard, but you can do hard things. Yes. Yes. It's It's not going to be easy. No, because it is hard. Like going to the Mm -hmm. gym every day. I think once it does become like, for us, like, it is a very big part of our lives. Like, it's yeah. still hard. Like, I get to the end of the day, yeah. and I'm like, I could just not do anything. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's still an act of choice. It is mm-hmm. still hard. But then at the end of our, you know, three-hour Metcon <laughs> yesterday, what it felt like, yeah. we were like, we did it. We yeah. did a hard thing, yeah. and we completed it. For sure. And the way that you feel after, like, it just sets the tone for the next day, and then the mm-hmm. day after that, and then if you're like, I can do hard things, and you know that you can help other people do hard things. Exactly, yeah. I think that's what it comes down to, like, feeling like other things that you can change and you can control, that you are the agent of change, like, that you can handle it, you can modify, you can you can figure it out, and I think that's so important no matter what setting you're in, feeling like, I can figure this out, like, and it may not be in the moment of, like, I'm a genius, I know all the answers, it's just, like, regardless of what comes up, like, I can handle it. Like, you know? And I feel like that just goes so deep to kind of the core of how you feel about yourself and, like, everything else kind of stems from that. And, like, how you approach life. Yeah. Instead like, of, like... Like, I, like, when I was in high school, I was, like... I mean, I know I'm already type A, but, like, imagine, like, <laughs> five times wow. of, like... I know. Triple A. Pretty terrifying. I didn't have a lot of friends. Like... Planning things out so much because if one thing goes wrong, like, you can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to college and everything is, like, up in the air and you have to figure it out, like, 
it helps so much because then you're just like, I'll figure it out. Exactly. Like, I, can, I know I can handle it. Like, yeah. stuff's going to happen, but I know I can get through it. Mm. I mean, like, look at this whole year. For us yeah. to, like, and everyone, but, like, yeah. going from rotations to something that we thought, you know, we were going to graduate and all these things were going to happen and then it just, like, exploded. Yeah. For everyone. Uh, like, everyone had such a tough year. and But, like, we're here. It's 2021. Mm-hmm. Like, we did it. And we're still, it's... It's never over. Like, we're always still doing it. And that's one thing that I think sometimes I struggle with, and it's so important, like, for framing purposes, like, expectations. Like, if you can – I'm not saying, like, set low expectations. Like, you should expect a lot from yourself, but, like, don't expect that overnight. Like, don't – like, how can we measure this in a way that's kind of, like, realistic? And I don't know. Like, I feel like – Sometimes I struggle with, like, oh, well, I expected today to go, like, blank, and it went like this, so it was bad or wrong, or I did something wrong, or blah, 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 but it's just, like, no, like, I showed up, I, maybe that's what I was supposed to learn today, maybe that's what I was supposed to see, like, whatever, but it's, like, setting that expectation, like, when, you know, patients come in, and a lot of times I think they either have expectations that aren't helpful, or they don't really know what to expect, so we can even, like you said, just be that person that's, like, it's going to get better. Like it will, but it's going to take time. Like we're not talking days. We're talking weeks, months, like just setting that expectation and that it's okay that it's going to take that long. I think kind of yeah. take the burden off some people. Cause they're like, I feel like I should be past this. Like, I feel like, why is this still coming up? And it'd be like, it's okay. Like, you know, like you didn't get a 300 back squat in a month, a back squat. Yeah. Yeah. But you did get it. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's about being like, a person of authority, but also, like, a realistic, like, a realistic guide, but also, like, someone in their corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, like, and they, you know, they throw the, the words around therapeutic alliance, like, all yeah. the time in PT yeah, school. Yeah. But, like, I do think that is, like, the most important I part agree. of, like, I'm on your side. I'm I'm there to push you, but I'm also there to, like, keep you accountable and realistic for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, having someone, like, objectively being able to do that, um... I think is extremely valuable. Yeah. I think a big piece of that is like, it takes time to be on someone's side. It takes, you have to be like available, like obviously oh, time wise, but like kind of in that emotional. Like, are we going to, to dating now? Are we talking oh about dating? Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, if I have two of the patients that hour and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm on your team, I'm on your side, but then I have to walk away before you talk about what you need. Am I really? Like, like, do you really know that person? Am I? Yeah. So I think that's one thing, like, just the availability that you get in this, like, direct pay, like, cash-based setting. It's like, when I say that, like, I can genuinely mean that. Like, when you're like, hey, like, I'm emailing you this. If you, like, email me with your questions. Let me know how your race goes. Yeah. Like, that's huge. Versus, like, all right, you might be with me. You might be with the PTA next time. I hope it goes well. And it's like... It just the door's open versus like you put a nice bow on it and you literally mean like reply to my email. Yeah. Like, like it's I not like, it's not an empty, oh, call the clinic if you need anything. Like, no, it's genuine. This is how you can reach me directly. I will reply. And I think that's so huge. Like maybe they don't even need to do that, but they know that it's an option. Yeah, for sure. What do you feel like? So we talked a little bit about your, like about goals. Yeah. Fitness, non-fitness related, like, what are your goals? What are things that you're working towards, like, in the next year? You just started a new job, yeah. kind of like a blank slate in a little bit. What do you feel like is the big the big goal for Rachel this year? Yeah. Um, 
obviously, Sacred Pine. I guess I could talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I didn't know if we were just waiting. What? <laughs> I thought you were going to no. do a back squat. I was like, we no, already hit no. it. We already hit it. No. Um, I think just really get to know everybody there and just, like, this is encompasses a lot, but to me, it's just, like, have fun at my job. And, like, that's included. Like, to have fun, I have to feel like I'm doing a good job and, like, getting to know people and making a difference, blah, blah, blah. But, like, ultimately, just, like, having fun, I think, is something that can just, like, fall to the wayside a lot of the time. And, like, if you can have fun, like, you're doing it right. And, like, I'm going to work hard. Like, I know I can do this. Like, it's just a matter of being uncomfortable for long enough that you somehow are more comfortable with it, you know? Like, like, your standards just, yeah. I'm prepared to be uncomfortable for a while. Um, But I want to get to the point where I'm just having fun and, like, I wake up, like, excited. Like, oh, my gosh, I get to hang out with these five people today and oh I want to see how this is going for her like just like have these thoughts and I'm like I'm so excited to just like encourage people and like be in this atmosphere of something that I believe in so like that's vague but I feel like it really encompasses everything Um, what do you feel like is uncomfortable about it change change is hard you and your Enneagram nine yeah like I feel like I can fall into the almost like complacency status quo like, I think I'm very good at being consistent, so I think I have to be careful at what I'm being consistent, if that makes sense. Because it's like, you, if you consistently do something that's meh, okay. And five out of seven days is meh. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, eh. I mean, I, like, I know I can be consistent. Like, that's not really the biggest problem. It's like, like, why am I doing yeah, that? Like, so, like, what am, to. to what goal? So, I feel like even just already the conversations I've had here, it's like, why do you want to do this? Like, what is it about this? And I'm like, wow, like no one ever asked me that before. So it's like, and I think that's what it's so important to ask other people, like, why do you want this? Why do you do this? And just like having the time to have those conversations, I think is so important. I forgot really what the question was now. Uh, goals. <laughs> oh, goals. goals. Yeah. Um, so then just like, we, we kind of talk about, but just like quality of life. Like it's so hard to measure, but like, you know, when you leave work Friday and you're just pissed you're like, I don't want to be the friend who's pissed. Like, Oof. I'm not really an angry person, but, like, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't want to be that person who's just, like, one day has kids and, like, can't see them. Because, or when you see them, you're pissed. Like, no. Like, I want it to be more of, like, a balanced time where, like, you can spend more time with your family. And not even, like, yeah, time, but, like, just be available. Not be, like, oh, like, all these things that you're frustrated about about your job, like, running through your head. But just being, like okay, like, I love my job, but also, like, it's, I'm, that's not all that's important to me. Like, I don't want that to take over my whole life. So just, like, having a better balance of, I think, enjoying work, obviously, changes that a lot. Um, But just, like, having a routine that I really feel like is sustainable Mm. and is healthy and I'm happy and I feel like I can be available to other people um, because I feel like I was not in a sustainable pattern, basically, where I was like, I'm going to... Just I, something's gonna break, like not physically, but like just going like, so fast. Like, yeah, it's speeding towards a brick wall, and you're like, I don't know when I'm gonna hit it, but like I'm gonna hit it. Yeah, and then you're like, I'm literally 25, and why am I feeling this exactly? Way? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like at any point um, in your life, like why are you feeling that way? Because it's it's life, and like you have yeah. one life, and like you said, like life is gonna be hard, but you yeah. can do hard things, but it shouldn't be miserable. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that you're leaving work on a Friday and then Saturday and Sunday suck because you're just pissed and then dreading your Monday. Exactly, and I feel like this is probably deep, but 
like, we don't literally know that we're going to wake up tomorrow. So it's, like, at the end of the day, like, I want to live today, like, I'm happy about it and, like, want to be here and I'm, like, valuing it versus just, like, when's the next holiday? Ooh. Friday, going to get here already, am I right? Monday suck. You know that's that like pattern? Our, that's, like, yeah. what we're taught to, like, do, though. Yeah, and, like, I don't want to only enjoy two-sevenths of my life. Oof. Like, I'm just not okay with that. And like it's a I, weird fraction, too. I want, yeah, who made that up? That's absurd. <laughs> Um, and, like, I think that it, I guess it all comes down to, like, changing what you can change, and, like, that was something that I was, like, I think I have to change this. <laughs> and, thankfully, I had a, a solid alternative. Solid. Solid. But also, like, I think it's, impo- I think it's important for everyone to know, like, especially, you know, if you're a PT and you're stuck in this position, yeah. like, there is another option for you. Mm-hmm. You just might have to create it on your own, yeah. or you might have to, or you might have to seek it out. Yeah. Um, but like seeking out those, those things because your standards are higher, like that's okay. And yeah. it, it should be praised rather than like condemned of like, Oh, you, you stay in a job for 20 years that you hate. Like what right. is that? It's 20 years. It's like life's too short. It's like, why? Like, honestly, I could go work at Hobby Lobby for $15 yeah. an hour and probably have a blast. Like what? <laughs> Or KFC was hiring. Yeah, I don't know about KFC. (laughs) Hobby Lobby might be a pretty relaxing place to work. Yeah, but you know, it's like at the end of the day, like we live in the life we create. And like, yes, there's things outside of our control. I get that. But like, assuming the things that we can control, it's like, why am I submitting myself to this? Or why am I giving this that much power over me? Yeah, I think questioning it and like being skeptical of it is a big um, step. Yeah. So when can we expect you at Sacred Pine? February 1st. Got it. Is that a Monday? Yes. Okay, so I think that's probably when this is going to be posted, too. Well, cool. Maybe I'll post it on Sunday so everyone will know to see you there on Monday. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah, I think it's going to be super, super fun over there. I love the atmosphere. Everybody seems super down-to-earth and just, like, real people like obviously everybody's a real person but like it just seems like an atmosphere that people can be themselves and support each other which I think is so important yeah it's an awesome community I'm really happy that we get to be a part of it and we're really excited to have you on the team thank you it's gonna be great yes it's gonna be big so from now on you will be seeing a lot of Rachel especially in very cringy bad knee videos (laughs) at this point everyone's watched it um and so I'm excited to keep making very cringy videos and keep getting, like, you on the podcast that we can just talk about, like, the things that we talk about at dinner, mm-hmm. you know, about yeah. pain and thoughts for your thoughts. <laughs> thoughts for your thoughts. <laughs> and everything in between. Yes. Where can our listeners find you, our, our three listeners? Where can they find you on Instagram? Um, Rachel DeJock. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, why is it uh, DiGiorno? Oh, my last name is DiGiacomo. And a lot of people, when they read that, they're like, what the heck? What are all these letters? Why is there a capital three letters in? <laughs> but if you tell them it's like DiGiorno, they think cheese stuffed crust, and they immediately feel safer. Cheese stuffed crust. <laughs> all right. We're ending it with that. Everyone, thanks for listening. As always, we hope you enjoy. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram, find us at Healthy Charleston, leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.